I'm Denise. She's a non-fiction editor. And I'm Louise. She's a fiction editor. And together, we're the Editing Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode four of the Editing Podcast. So, you can't do a podcast about editing without talking about the C word. Oh my, oh my God, women, what are you talking about? <laughs> cost. I'm talking about cost. Spondoolies, Wonga, the green stuff. <laughs> okay, all right then. Money. Okay, carry on as you were. Okay. So this episode is all about how much professional editing will cost if you decide to hire a third party. <laughs> I'm still recovering. So <laughs> the short answer is, it's my favourite editing word again, it depends. It depends on the individual editor. It depends on which industry surveys and reports you read. It depends on the required turnaround time and on how complex your project is. That's it. So let's look at the individual editor thing first. I think most pro editors have been in a situation where we've given a writer a price and they turn around and said, but I got a quote from two other people and they were cheaper than you. <laughs> yeah, been there. Yeah. And the thing is, there is no one rate, is there? We yeah. are independent business owners and the indie editing market is global and diverse. And we specialize in carrying out different types of editing. Some of us specialize by subject or genre. So I'm a fiction editor and about 90 percent of my work is crime and thrillers. And Denise, you're a nonfiction specialist. That's right. Yeah. I specialize in education and business materials. So that's everything from student materials and teacher methodology to business reports and web copy. Yeah, and all of us have different business models and varied costs of living. And that means that despite what any writer might read in this or that survey, there is no single universal rate. That is so true. But it's not just that. It's also that there's no universal way of offering that rate. Oh, no, that's true. That's yeah, true. so some editors charge by the word, some by the hour, some by the page, and some will just give you a flat fee. So come on, Louise, it's time to put our cards on the table and give people some numbers. Now, these are just ballpark figures. And just because this is what we're charging in the main in 2018, it doesn't mean others are. So go on, you start. That's right. <laughs> Throw me to the walls, why don't you? <laughs> right. So my preference is to charge on a per thousand words basis. And that means that my authors know when they send me a file, they know what the word count is. And so they can work out exactly what it's going to cost. My 2018 rates are around £17 per thousand words for line and copy editing and £13 per thousand words for proofreading, subject, of course, to seeing a sample of the novel. Now, if I'm asked to work on a novel serially, as I've really um, recently agreed to, I, I knock the price up because... Um, usually to around £22 per thousand words. And that's because of the additional challenges involved um, of, of working with material where I'm just getting it in bits and bobs. And um, and it means that I lose the economies of scale compared to when I'm working on a mm. whole project. But it really does depend on the parameters of a project. So anyway, now it's your turn, Phil. <laughs> well, um, in my case, I generally base my char charges on a per hour basis. Um, and that will be anything between 30 and 45 pounds an hour, depending on the sample. So I'll give the client, ultimately, I'll give them a project fee. And in that, I'll detail what they get for that fee, including the number of hours it will take me. And I find it's more helpful to do that because then they know what they have to budget for and they also see the scope of what I'm offering to do for them. 
And that's that's actually a really good point because not everyone understands that editing or proofreading takes much longer than it would simply to read your book. Authors, <laughs> ask yourselves, how long do you think it took to write it? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And it's worth pointing out here that for some of my publishing clients, they set the fee, not me. So it's up to me to decide whether it's comparable with my rate. And sometimes even when it's lower than I'd like, I might still take on the job if it's something that I'm interested in doing. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so you'll find that some editors charge more than us, some less, and some around about the same. But you have to remember that our colleagues live all over the world and fluctuations in the currency exchange market means that any comparison between editors from different countries will change from day to day. So let's have a look now at what industry surveys and reports have to say about the money. I'm not doing my Tom Cruise impression for you. I'm not. Oh, go on, go on. Say, show me the money. (laughs) (laughs) How about I say what the Society of Editors and Proofreaders suggests for hourly minimal rates instead? (laughs) Okay, go on then. Tell them. (laughs) So again, these are minimum ballparks, but they suggest per hour... £32.60 per hour for developmental editing, £28 to £30 an hour for copy editing and £24.30 per hour for proofreading. And the Association for Freelance Editors, Proofreaders and Indexes in Ireland suggests a minimum of €40 for developmental editing, €40 for copy editing and £25 to €35 an hour for proofreading. Yeah, and if we look across the pond to our colleagues in the USA, the Editorial Freelancers Association there suggests, um, and we're talking US dollars here, 45 to $55 an hour for developmental editing, 30 to $50 an hour for copy editing, and 30 to $35 an hour for proofreading. Now, I think we need to chat about whether these rates are realistic. Definitely. I, I have to be honest with I, I I hate seeing reports like this because I really worry that writers look at them and think that's the fee. That's what it's going to cost regardless of anything else. And sure, sometimes there'll be a match between what an editor quotes and what's in one of those reports, but sometimes there won't. And that doesn't mean that the editor's got it wrong. Um, so I know I'm not uh, alone in aiming for, for rates that are 30% higher than what those organisations are suggesting. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm the same. I think it's also worth pointing out that these reports are often based on surveys of members and these, you know, the people that reply Mm. are self-selecting. And it's not, we don't know how representative of editors as a whole the respondents are. And they probably only account for a very small percentage of all the editors that are out there offering their services to us. That's a really good point. And also, um, it's it's more reflective of what people are, some people are charging, not what should be charged. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think sometimes editors can be a bit guilty of of um, lowballing. Actually, they can undercharge Mm -hmm. for their services. Mm -hmm. Some very good editors, I think, don't charge, don't charge enough. Yeah. Lack of lack of confidence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but to go back to the, the results in these surveys, um, although we don't necessarily charge the, the same as them, it's not because we've got it wrong, but it's because we're charging what we need to make our businesses work. Um, you know, we're not mm-hmm. doing this as a hobby. It's our livelihood and we love it. Um, and I, I'm sure you feel the same, Louise. I feel really fortunate to be doing a job I love. Yeah, yeah. But I have to make it work. 
And, you know, my business has to be profitable. Otherwise, I'm going to go out of business. Exactly. Um, Editing and proofreading aren't activities that we do in our spare time, are they? They're careers that enable us to pay the bills. And if we can't meet our living costs, then we become insolvent, just like any Mm -hmm. other business owner. Mm -hmm. And I also think one of the problems with these ballparks is that they don't reflect the speed at which an an individual editor works, um, Mm -hmm. uh, nor the the complexity of each job, the time frame requested, all the editor's circumstances, all the writers for that matter, all those things affect um, each individual job. That's so true and and there's an additional problem um, when we actually start to think about how those organisations are defining proofreading, copy editing etc and if you remember we talked back in episode one about how we both do line and copy editing at the same time and you call that line and copy editing, whereas I just refer to it as copy editing. And then what the SFEP or the EFA define as one particular editing service, it may not match what an author thinks that that service involves. Absolutely. That's so true. So um, we mentioned this a, a little bit earlier, but there's also that age old issue of currency exchange rates. And mm. what might seem like a high rate to a writer one day could turn into something quite different the next. And not because the editor's or the author's life changed, but because of Donald Trump or the Bank of England or a hung <laughs> parliament or a banking crisis. Yeah, thing, you know. absolutely. Yeah. Wars and referendums, they play havoc with editing rates. They do. They yeah. Do. So I guess what we're saying is that Editors are professional business owners, and just like any other business owner, we're responsible for tax, insurance, sick pay, holiday pay, and maternity and paternity entitlements. And training and continued professional development, equipment, accounting, promotion, travel expenses, pension provision, and a whole ton of other business overheads. Yeah, there's just so much there that's beyond Mm. the actual editing time that that has Mm. to be accounted for in the rate that we charge to people. Okay, so the next thing to talk about is how the turnaround time affects the price of editing. So again, we're talking about ballpark figures, aren't we? Yep, definitely. The complexity of the project will come into play and so will how many hours a day the editor chooses to work. But let's have a crack. We've got some (laughs) stats on this, so let's share them. Yep, okay. So remember, these are ballpark figures. Okay, so a developmental editor might be working at an editing speed of around 250 to 1500 words an hour. So if you think about an 80,000 word book, that's going to take between 53 and 320 hours. Now that is a really wide range. It's really, really broad. (laughs) Copy editing is a little easier to pin down, um, but there is still a range. So I think... um, we're looking here at speeds of maybe between a thousand to two thousand five hundred words per hour. And mm. um, I think that's realistic. Yeah, um, I think so. So for that same eighty thousand word book, you're talking about thirty-two to eighty hours of work. Yeah, and then with proofreading, that's more like an average of maybe between two thousand and four thousand words per hour, which would work out at between twenty and forty hours work for that eighty thousand word book. The thing we have to remember though is again that that is purely the editing time and we'll spend additional time on business admin, marketing and training and that sort of thing. So here's how costs might begin to creep. Imagine you ask your editor to copy edit that 80,000 word book. The editor um, estimates the job will take 50 hours or two weeks because they edit for around five hours a day. However, you need it in one week 
And if you really want to work with that editor, they're going to have to work 10 hours a day, not five. And that yeah. means they have to pull five evenings on the trot in addition to their standard working day. Exactly. And that evening work is when your editor would normally hang out with their family, recharge their batteries, catch up with friends. It's when we support our dependents, carry out the weekly food shop, help the kids with their homework. Yeah, just yeah. normal just normal stuff that lots of people do, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want an editor to work during that time, it's probably going to cost you more. Yeah. So I, I actually charge triple my standard rate. If, 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 an, if an author, yeah. <laughs> Most authors decide to wait. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I do. I charge triple my standard rate because that's what it's going to cost me to bribe my daughter and stop her accusing me <laughs> of neglect. Bad mum compensation costs. Quite right. <laughs> And I'm I'm sort of joking, but actually it is a real issue. Time's precious to all of us, isn't it? I, I mean, it really is. And, you know, we have lives beyond our editing, you know, that are just as important to us. Um, I haven't often had to impose rush rates, actually. But when I have, it's it's usually been about double rates. And the client totally got it. They were just so grateful to get the work done to their deadline. But maybe I should have charged triple. Yeah. <laughs> If you should. <laughs> yeah, I'll remember that for next yeah. time. So we're on to the last stage now. And there's one more thing that's going to affect the price. And that's the complexity of the project. In a nutshell, the more the editor has to do, the longer the job will take and the higher the cost. Yeah. So in my case with fiction, sometimes an author, especially if it's their first novel, they might come to me thinking they need a proofread, like a final tidy up. But actually, it might turn out that there are major problems with their punctuation or their grammar. And although it's not technically difficult for me to fix those problems, if they're really extensive, it can be incredibly time consuming, which yeah. has a cost to it. It does. And that's really common with uh, with my business clients. They'll ask for a proofread of a report, but really what they need is a thorough copy edit. And that's generally less a case of them thinking that it doesn't need much doing to it and more that proofreading is just the language they know that's closest to what they need yeah yeah so so I never assume that it's only a proofread it's generally a copy edit until proven otherwise <laughs> yeah yeah no that's a that's a really good approach <laughs> and another example from my stable is how I've copy edited novels whose authors have really nailed their narrative viewpoint at developmental editing stage and so I haven't needed to worry about that mm. but I've also copy edited novels in which the the viewpoint had become really confused and I could see that in the sample and so I had to adjust my fee to take that into account so I could try and fix it. Yeah, yeah. And and an example from my side of the table is um, I might be sent a Word document and it has photos and tables and graphs and yes, figures yeah. actually pasted into the Word document. Now, at the copy edit stage, I have to extract all of those into a separate artwork file. I have to queue them into the text at the right spot. So that means telling the designer, for example, that figure goes figure three goes here and then I have to make sure they're all numbered and captioned correctly and that all the in-text references to them are correct and all and that, that takes time it takes ages yeah. I don't mind it I actually quite like doing yeah. that I find it yeah. very satisfying <laughs> but you have to bear in mind that is before I've even looked a single word of the actual mm -hmm. text yeah. and so if I haven't been told about that beforehand it definitely needs me to go back to the author and have a discussion with them about the fee 
So let's wrap up now with a quick summary. There is no universal rate for editing and there is no universal way of presenting that rate. And what you pay or think you might pay will depend on the editor, what reports and service you read, on the time frame, and then on the complexity of the project. Yeah. So do you know what time it is, Denise? Would it be time for editing bites, Louise? <laughs> I think it is. So editing bites is our weekly feature where we each recommend a tool or resource um, that, that we think is can really help push you forward. So Denise, you go first. Okay, so this week I want to recommend a great book that I really love. It's called Everybody Writes, your go-to guide to creating ridiculously good content. And it's written by Anne Handley. Anne is one of my favourite people. If you ever get the chance to see her speak on stage, honestly, grab it. it. She's fantastic. And this book is a really good guide to creating and publishing the kind of content that will make your business thrive. We all rely on our words to carry our marketing messages. So we're all writers and our words are our currency. They tell our customers who we are. So our writing can make us look smart or it can make us look stupid. So you have to choose your words well. And this means you put a new value on an generally overlooked skill and that is how to write and how to tell a real story really really well so if you're writing non-fiction especially for business check it out you won't regret it that's a great tip I'm, I think I'm going to meet Anne in March um, oh, lucky you and, and I'm really excited because you love her and I love you so <laughs> yeah. I figure I'm going to love her yes, anyway <laughs> So my bite is how not to write a novel. 200 mistakes to avoid at all costs if you ever want to get published. And it's by Howard Mittelmark and Sandra Newman. I love this book. It's funny. And although I think some readers might find it a little bit abrasive at times, it's, it's, it's still packed with really great advice on things to watch out for when you're writing fiction. And if you read that before you start writing, I think it will save you time when you're editing your, your early drafts. That's a great resource, yeah. So that's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening to the Editing Podcast. You can rate, review and subscribe via your podcatcher. And don't forget to tell your writer friends, your editor friends, your business friends, basically anyone who writes. And if you have any questions, please do get in touch with us via the Editing Podcast Facebook page. If you ask us a question, we will answer. That's a promise. Don't forget, all the links we've mentioned are in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.